0: Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura.
1: All right, let's do it live on a Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. I am merely Bo, the great Gibbe. Next to me. Good to see you, sir. A pleasure. Not, yeah. Um, how you living?
2: It's Friday.
1: Weather yeah. sucks. I'll be in Florida yeah. a week from now. It's fine. You will. That's it. You have to have those like, things
2: to point just towards. Blinders. My my wife Try is get tired. There. Like on Wednesday, I started pulling up the forecast. <laughs> like she was like, "It's a week. We don't even go for another week." Yeah. And I'm like, "I don't care. This is going to get me through days like today." One of my favorites. Yeah. Which the weather
1: hot. Garbage. This is, um, so this, this is it, right? This is what happens when, you know, cause we've had March weather all week and then you get January on top of March. This actually feels a little bit more like late November, December weather to me, not quite cold enough. So you have that. I will say this, it's dicey out there, kids. Like on my matriculation over here, it got dicier and dicier as I headed West, um, in terms of the, the frozen component, like there was no slippage. Uh, leaving leaving the homestead. By the time I got over here, a decent amount of slippage.
2: Yeah, it, it's and it's, I don't think it's super icy downtown. Connor was saying it wasn't too bad downtown, but yeah. he got out here near the airport. I mean, I, I had to chip away at the old ice to get the, the car door open today. That type of situation. It was, that's was not great. Yeah. It was just thick enough yeah. to
1: cause a problem.
2: So I, I just you. didn't want to be the guy that was laying on my back in the <laughs> middle of Lou Groza Boulevard, no. which
1: almost happened. Well, and it's a bit – I mean, that could be a potentially lethal combination for you because they do have a little bit of speed as they go up and down. Yes, they Lake do. Rosa. Yeah, I think the 25-mile-an-hour is very liberally enforced on League Rosa. That feels like that can jump up to 45 pretty quick. I, I, I think so. I've seen
2: it yeah. with certain people leaving this facility. It's, yep. Hey, it's all good. right, you go ahead. Uh, to I'll luck. just wait till you go by, and then I'll walk. There's no point.
1: Yeah. You got to (laughs) time
2: it. Like, look a half mile down. Are we sure? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think I can make it. So,
2: here's my concern with all of this weather. Yeah. So, like, the extreme storm that we had at Christmas Eve.
1: Yeah. Polar vortex.
2: I feel like that was three weeks late. Because normally we get, like, some kind of blast, some kind of storm in early December. We never got it. No. So, are we on a delay (laughs) in terms of when all of this is coming?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking extended here, Gibbe.
2: Like, I, I think I'm turning
1: my water back on outside. I think you're, <laughs> I mean, you're – Yeah. You're at, you want it – like, next week we're 50? One day next Not week idea. it's like forty nine fifty. So that's just slop. It's in the 40s and 30s for much of next week. I mean, I go out – I'm going out two weeks, two weeks from today showing 34, but that's probably just saying monthly averages. Like, you, you, there's no teens in here. There's you no, would take that in January. I, yeah, you will. Um, I will be frustrated um, as we get through the weekend and the snow that is accumulated turns to uh, just slop on Monday and Tuesday at 46 and 49. Yeah. Just great. Which is going to be a problem when I walk my dogs. So we had, uh, I took buddy Garrity go on and I go on morning walks and evening walks. Um, these are the, it's amazing. Like he's, we haven't even had him a month. Um, he's a li- almost three months old. He's, it's taken very little time in order for him to be potty trained. Like that's sorted out in like 10 days. That was sorted out. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, No accidents. Um, The nipping was nipped in the bud in probably three days. Once we figured out how to do it, that's sorted out. Um, He's, he has, so on our two walks, these are his time to do his, his major business. So he has, he does, he does two bits of major business a day, if you will, one in the morning and one in the evening. So he's a lot like my grandpa, God rest his soul. Like that was kind of his calendar. Um, so he's he's got it early morning and it's honestly it can be it's the same spot morning and night, just different parts of the walk, but same spot. And um this morning, this was the first time that he had seen snow since the first two days that he was, was with us when it was 20 30 vortex. below 0 yeah. and all that. And that that was like let's just go out and get in like it was brutal. We weren't taking walks at that point. And My guy in the snow this morning was pure joy. Loved it. Jumping, bounding in, chasing any leaf, sticking his nose and everything, largely probably deer scat. I mean, it was a remarkable thing how excited he was by the snow. He was quite jacked up by it. So that that added to it.
2: That's how our our one is. Roxy loves it. Oliver's like, get me in. Just leave the back door open because I'm coming right back in and waiting by the back door. What's the age discrepancy? Oliver is he's 11 now. I okay. think 10 or 11. He's over it. He is. He's eh. the old man. Get off my lawn. Eh. Like, this is stupid. Why are we out here? It's much warmer in there. Roxy's four, Yeah, three or four, go. and she just is like, I'm not She's coming inside. She's a teenager. Inside. I don't want to come inside. Yeah, Living And then, like, life. if it gets too icy or too cold, then she kind of freezes. That's where the problem has become. She lifts her paw up and she's like, "It's too cold to put back down," and then I got to carry a sixty-pound dog back from an eight-tenths of a mile
1: away from my that's my a good, back door. That's a real treat. there great. on that front. Uh, yeah, good stuff. So look, it's this is super wild card weekend, this is, but this is what bad. it's in the brochure. Well, yeah. I this what I don't like the wet, one or the other. Freeze it or not, the slushy stuff is yeah tough. It's not great. Um, this was interesting today. I know that you saw this as I see it reflected here in the rundown. I saw it this morning. Jadavian Clowney apologizing to Miles Garrett for his comments last week. Issued a statement. Um, as a son and a parent, I want to fully apologize to anyone I offended, specifically Miles Garrett and his family. My words in the locker room were not taken not only taken out of context but completely misrepresented. As a man, I reached out to Miles specifically to apologize and will continue to learn and grow as I move forward. Here's the. There's a couple things with this. Um, so if he reached out personally to miles, as he says he did, then the, this, this statement is something that is to reflect public image and to be viewed in a more positive light, uh, in that, in that, um, the, the issue that I think is number one, I don't like when I want to apologize to anyone I have offended. So that's not exactly saying I did anything wrong. It's like if you're offended, I apologize to anyone for whoever I may have offended for anything. Those always bother me. Um, And then the other thing that I'm, I'm not sure about. And I think it's I always think that this is a little dicey because this is where a lot of people go often. Not only taken out of context, but completely misrepresented. I mean, isn't this a full transcript? Don't we have the? Didn't Mary Kay transcribe this? It's from Mary Kay. Like he talked to Mary Kay on this. Like. That would be readily available. Yeah, I, I think
2: that if... I'm sure that Mary Kay asked, like, before we go down this road, is this on the record or this off the for record? sure. She is a Hall of Fame for journalist.
1: sure. I'm sure she asked that question. And Well, he's not saying that it was off the record. He's saying out of context and completely misrepresented. So the only way for that to be true is if tone... The only way that you could even spin that to be true would be that if you heard the way that I said it, you would know what I meant by it. Completely misrepresented. That stuff bugs me a little bit, man. I think that's tough. I think that's tough.
2: It,
1: just, just apologize. That's what I. That's where I'm I, at.
2: Get just, just own short, your part of it. Simple and go. Hey, I screwed up. I, it's been an emotional season. Yeah, everybody It doesn't justify my actions. I just want to apologize to Miles. I want to apologize to my teammates for for not being active for the final game of the year yeah. to to help us in a game that was quite winnable. Yep. Yeah, like, that would have been nice. Just do that. Like that's. I, I don't. If you want to go down with the road with a journalist and the journalist has it on tape somewhere, that, that could come back to make you not look so great. Make you look worse.
1: Yeah, and we're, we're kind of at a point, too, where um, we're kind of at a point, like, we're, we are so ADD as a society, like, on to the next thing, that, like, will this thing even be, like, will it come to that? I see a lot of, uh, several of the, the beat writers from the, from the Plain Dealer in Cleveland.com, um, Ashley Bastock, who's, who's in there all the time, saying, I'm not surprised, was disappointed, it's come to this, his words were not represented or taken out of context. This was a by-the-book interview in the locker room. Yeah.
2: So... Uh, and and that's and that's what you expect. Yeah, that's, what's just, gonna happen.
1: that's the that's kind of the standard of that whole thing. So um, it's it's a shame because it's this whole year where where that is concerned was so difficult in terms of that defense not playing to the level that we all thought that it would. We've talked ad nauseum as to the reasons why that were the case, and you know it starts with some of the personnel stuff with the defensive tackles and probably the way that they thought they were going to play versus the way they ended up playing. Um, but one thing is for sure. Is that it's hard to argue that the best Jadavian Clowney has ever played in his career was year one opposite Miles Garrett last year. He was great; He was absolutely yeah. great. And he's one of those guys that when he is when he was what he was in year one, you when you saw when you see it in the building and you see it week to week, you understand the impact that he has from thirty thousand feet. I don't know if Jadavian Clowney gets the credit for it, as good as he is because this it's. When you draft a guy number one overall at defensive end, you expect him to have 16 sacks a year, and that's not who he is. No.
2: No, he he actually plays pro- more like a defensive tackle. Correct, yes. He's, he's fantastic against the run. Mm-hmm. The sacks came last year, and I, and I think that people thought you were going to get an encore of that, but if you look at his career statistics, that's last year was almost an, an anomaly. But yeah. he played well. And I think at times this year, like he really oh, stepped yeah. up and gave you everything. And I know he doesn't talk. He, he, he's not big talking to the media, but we got the chance in the building to get to know him mm-hmm. and really nice guy, like big family guy, yeah. talk to his kids every morning, like just, uh, you know, in between meetings, uh, you know, would be in the cafe. How are your kids doing? How's the oh, yeah. family doing? Everybody good? And, you know, we'd have a conversation about that. And, nice guy. And that's why when this stuff came out, it's like, eh. season's almost over. Like, yeah. just, you know, just walk away from that.
1: Just walk away from all of that. That yeah. was it. We just needed, we just wanted to get through the week.
2: Yeah. It's disappointing. Everybody's yeah. angry. No
1: one wanted No wanted one's that. happy.
2: Yeah. And it just, unfortunately, uh, I mean, I, I, must, I think we can all assume this has closed the door on him coming back. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. Never say never, I guess, but I don't know. Just it sucks because he's a he is a talented player.
1: Yeah, and he was a great compliment to Miles. Yes. When they were both healthy and on the field, he was a tremendous yeah. compliment to Miles Garrett. I mean he was exactly what was needed. I mean Andrew Berry had been trying to sign him for many, many years before eventually. You want
2: him. by getting him, you got a paid assassin. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, that's really what he he's the hired hitman to mm-hmm. jo- to join the party.
1: Yep. And I wonder, too, like if his – you know, like the acquisition of Deshaun Watson, it it was kind of a a situation where I wonder if he was wondering, could this be the last place I play, that type of stuff. Like you were hoping for that. Opposite miles, Watson's here, like – um all of those things seem to make a lot of sense so um I, I like the apology we went over some of the things that are a little bit problematic yep brown's assistant general manager glenn cook our great friend is set to interview with the titans today for the gm vacancies per nfl network insider ian stay Rappaport. there i
2: bet the weather is better down there than it is up no, here i like stay glenn. there for another day
1: no, no no i'm like stay for another oh, like, day yeah, like, yeah. take just,
2: your time enjoy hey, yourself Get
1: you know up broadway maybe, yeah maybe i'll just hang Go out here husk. for the weekend Get yourself a nice meal. Um, we so, love Glenn. Yes, we do. Um, he was up for – he interviewed for the Bears last year and the Vikings last year. Yes, it came um, down to him and Quasey. Quasey. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Cardinals have requested an interview with Brian Flores for their head coaching vacancy. We know Brian was here yesterday. This was my fear in this. Uh, I think we talked about this yesterday on the show. I, 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 I feel like we did. That Flores is a guy that is almost – you. It feels like our guys want this done pretty quickly and they want to be able to get to moving on things. Um, the problem for Flora with somebody like Flores is I think there's going to be such tremendous demand, whether he is as a defensive coordinator, like everybody would want to hire him as a defensive coordinator who has that need, but most especially, and even more so in terms of from him, a priority standpoint would be the head coaching component of this. So my hunch is that this won't be the last job that he interviews for this one out in Arizona. Um, Far from it, in fact. So I think if you want Flores, you're going to have to hold, wait out this run of him interviewing for other jobs.
2: Well, and and I think the one thing that's interesting to watch is the development. You know, if one of these top teams get knocked out of the playoffs and and their defensive coordinator is up for a head coaching job, maybe it's not Flores, but some team poaches a D.C. to be a head coach. Well, all of a sudden, you know, if the 49ers have an opening for D.C., you don't think they're going to go after Flores, too? Well, like, I that's... i mean,
1: I just think about, like, if – as you were going through that, I think about Dan Quinn, if he were to leave Dallas. Yes. Now you you hop into Dallas's situation. McCarthy – honestly, if they lose to Brady and the Bucks on Monday, like, Jarrett's probably got to move off, right? Has it been two years? It's been two years. Remember, we ran into him in the facilities <laughs> he was, here.
2: He was sitting just – Right here in the right out here on the couch, hanging out, looking
1: at watching the show. <laughs> I, I took a uh a break, a bathroom break during a break, and there he was in there <laughs> interviewing for that job. So, um, yeah. yeah, I would you know, it just feels like I can't imagine the pressure they're under in Dallas to try to. Yeah, this it feels like it's running out, it feels like Philly caught him and passed him in a year. Um, they they kind of have this window that's just sort of open. The think about this like. If you are Dallas and you drafted and you, you have Dak, you've got CeeDee Lamb, they really blew it on the Amari Cooper thing. You've got this kind of generational defensive player in Parsons and the rest of that defense is really good too. And in order for you to get to the Super Bowl, you've got to beat a 46-year-old Tom Brady and then some combination potentially of what, like Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, Dan Jones. Like yeah. I, you're not, It ain't going to get easier than that. No. You know, so they – it does feel like if they can't get it done, I'm, I'll be curious to see what happens there. And, by the way, I think the same kind of thing about the Chargers situation. It's just that nobody cares about the Chargers. doesn't seem like. It. Truth. Uh, the Patriots have begun negotiations with linebacker coach Jared Mayo to keep him on staff. He'll begin interviews with potential offensive coordinators next week. Uh, this is after he was denied permission to interview for the job here, correct? It's kind know of the he, way I'm reading it this morning. So I'm looking at Tom Curran – okay uh
2: from up in in Boston, Pat's insider for NBC sports Boston i mean he's he's one of the main guys up there from covering the team. This is an hour ago ago uh Jared Mayo will not be interviewing for the Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator opportunity yeah. so I mean there were there were rumors last night running rampant. is this uh, the succession plan to Bill Belichick is it is there some writing on the wall there with that? I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I think Bill Belichick knows talent when he sees it and doesn't really want to let that go, given the fact he's brought back a number of his assistants that have, frankly, failed miserably at a number of positions. Well, But they were miscast, I would also say. Yeah, yeah.
1: I would also say you. I think it is fair to wonder and question if Belichick has the – does he still have the juice with Bob Kraft to do whatever he wants? Or does Kraft say, you need to go get an offensive coordinator in here, like yeah. enough of this? Like, we got Stevie Belichick running around, and you got Patricia coaching the offense. Like, come on, it's enough. Like, the emperor has no clothes. We haven't been much since Brady's been gone. We can't draft receivers. Like, come on. We're in purgatory. We're in the middle. We're in the middle. The worst place you can possibly be,
2: Um, certainly. I mean, so that leaves, you know, the rumors out there of the uh, the one Seattle assistant. I mean, you've interviewed Flores. You've interviewed Schwartz. Mayo's out. Uh, Is there a a fifth one? And, again, those are all – I haven't seen anything from the team
1: regarding anybody other than – Flores and Schwartz. Schwartz, yeah. Who am I missing? Jobs open. Carolina, Arizona, Houston. You're talking head coaching? Yeah. Uh, Denver? Denver. Arizona. Got it. Arizona, Carolina, Houston, Denver. Rams feels like it's going to be. Is that it? Uh, Am I missing anybody else?
2: I feel like you are. I
1: feel like I'm missing one, too. Hold on. Oh, Indy. Yep. Okay, that's it. Those five, and then the Rams would make six. Um, and their owner's Carolina, tweeting. Arizona, Houston, said. Denver, Indy, and then the Rams feel like it's going to be.
2: Who was – their owner said they interviewed somebody. In Indy? Yeah.
1: Well, it feels like if ever there's a landing spot for Harbaugh, that would be it but there's reporting that this week out of Ann Arbor that he's in negotiations with the athletic director Ward Manuel about an extension up there. 15 hours ago just completed our interview with Eric B enemy. Okay. So. Um none of those are great. No. Carolina is not great. They got a good young defense, but you don't know what you're doing at quarterback. Arizona you got to figure out a Kyler. Like, you're married to Kyler Murray. What does that look like? There was a time three years ago. I don't know ago, if that makes it for an appealing job. Well, I don't either. I don't either. Houston, you if, if they wouldn't have blown it, you could have picked your quarterback to build with. Because of what they did in the game against Indy, they can't. Um, but they have a lot of cap space. They have multiple picks in the first round. You could get it going in the right direction. If you loved Will Levis or if you loved, I guess, C.J. Stroud. By the way, real quick, there's a – lot of rumor a lot of questioning out there on social about cj stroud and i'm getting i've been hit with this like 15 times today already like cj hasn't declared for the draft is he coming back no he's not he's not coming back he's not in a hurry what is he it's fine he's not going coming back it's they've moved on it's he's going to be a top 10 pick in the draft yeah yeah he'll be and you don't walk away from that no no and i could see somebody even liking him more than bryce young in that bryce young is six foot 180 pounds and C.J. is six three two ten. 210. C.J. was a ridiculous basketball player, too. Like, his athletic profile is through the roof. So um, I could see somebody falling in love with him over the course of the next couple of months and him going even higher. Um, so that's the Houston job. Denver, you better like Russell Wilson. You Which better you, like him. You saw,
2: you saw a little bit better, Russell, yeah. after Nathaniel Hackett was yeah. shown the
1: door. Yeah. And I, I still think that they have some down. team there. Oh, they, their defense is a championship level team. It's just they have good weapons on offense. It's just, you know, which can you get good Russ? You could make the argument that the Rams might be the worst job if it comes open. It's funny you say that because that's where I was headed. Oh, <laughs> I think it is the worst. Really? I don't, oh, there's no question. I don't think there's any question. Indy's picking fourth. They have the assets and materials to move up to one with Chicago. And if they, they have some to. talent too. They do. And they can make that. They easy, they could get up to that point, could get up to one if they wanted to. They could sit at four and take the quarterback that they want. Uh, I do think the Rams are the worst. Did you see the tweet from Jalen Ramsey last night? Where he basically said, if this is it, it's been a ride. Yeah. Leads you to believe that they could push all chips in on a rebuild and say, look, we won a Super Bowl. Let's get out of McVay. Let's start over. We're going to have to recoup some assets. We need some ones. We need a full-on rebuild here. Yeah, in now which draft case, picks are important. Yeah, and in which case, like, could Stafford be on the table? A healthy Matt Stafford paratrooping into Miami is pretty intriguing. Boy, that would have made tomorrow night's matchup a little interesting. Yeah. Yeah. like or So, tomorrow, Ramsey tomorrow. must be getting some inclination that that's where they're headed there. That whether he would be traded or buyout or... I have no idea what his contract is, but I thought that was interesting um, how he tweeted all that. I don't think there's any question the Rams are the worst. The path forward there is pretty tricky.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it just what you've got some players sure but you don't have anything for the future you were in a total win
1: now and your win now was one year yeah and the bet they made was it's it's essentially the sports equivalent of the deal with the devil they make it they win the super bowl i think what they were hoping for is that the reverberal effects of it would last longer it feels like it lasted about a week like they had a parade and then that was it and nobody cared about the rams this year in la nope it's done almost immediately No one cares about either L.A. team. No, not at all. Uh, All right, coming up next, the AP All-Pro team is out. Who from our team is on it? Who from our team is not? We're off and running. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns to help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. As we go around the NFL, the Associated Press All-Pro team is out. This is the one that anytime Z and I do the Hall of Fame conversation, we say, well, how many... It's the first thing. How many all pros do you have? That's the first thing. We're not the only ones. Yeah, no. Like This one carries the most weight. It's the standard. Now, I think the pro pro football, I think the NFL PAs, all pro team, will start to get some juice. I would agree with that. As well. Um, Honestly, there are a lot of similarities between the two lists, not too many differences. Um, But here's the – from a noteworthy standpoint – and you start to think about legacy. You start thinking about, are you a Hall of Famer? Are you a Ring of Honor guy? Are you a all-time great? You, the first thing you look at is how many times you're an All-Pro. That's just it. Fair or not, that's it. So to that end, Joel Batonio is a first-team All-Pro again. So this is his second first-team All-Pro nod. It is his fifth... All-Pro mention. He was three times second-team All-Pro already. So Joel Batonio, still in the prime of his professional football career, is trending towards, and it's really hard at guard. It's harder than it is at tackle. But he is trending towards Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame, material. That's uh, where Absolutely. He's That's
2: where he's headed. I mean, he's 31 years old. 2014, second-round pick. Pick number 35. So, and I know there was one year I know he got hurt. Uh, he was on injured reserve um, at the end of 15 on December 7th. And then in 2016, he was put on injured reserve in October after a yeah. foot injury. But after that, I mean, he's knock on wood. He he's been an Iron Man. Yeah, uh, and he's he's played at the highest level and five All Pros, five time Pro Bowler. Pretty impressive. There aren't he's building a nice little resume.
1: He is. There aren't that many guards in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Bruce Matthews and Randall McDaniel, I believe, are the two most recent. Which together. I always thought Bruce
2: Matthews was a tackle for some
1: reason. Well, he kind of was everywhere. McDaniel yeah. for Mike Munchak is yeah. in as well. Um, it's been a minute, like just from a, this is why that is such a, I'm just curious. Like Randall McDaniel is Munchik or McDaniel, the most recent hall of fame guard. Well, he's, geez, he's 58. So it's, it's been a minute. McDaniel. I feel like was part of that anniversary class. Wasn't he? Was he? Could have been Uh pro football hall. Of, he was all decade team in the nineties, hundredth anniversary team. Um, he goes into the hall of fame. no. 2009. Oh, nine. Nine-time first-team All-Pro for Randall McDaniel. Nine-time first-team? Nine-time first-team. Well, I mean, I feel like that ultimately should have been a <laughs> – Feels that maybe – A first-time 1st – First, first, time, first, first ballot, ballot guy? Yeah. Yeah, nine times he was the best in the business at what he is. So, just from a uh, Mike Munchak who's in as well, he – uh, goes into the hall. He was an All Pro, a total of eight times. Two-time first team, six times second team. So okay, that, that seems to be the spot that you need to be at. At guard is you got to get in that eight. Is there aren't that Joe D's in, but there aren't that many. It's a position that's you know kind of largely forgotten yeah. in the Hall of Fame. But uh, a nice resume being put out there by uh, by Joel Batonio as he knocks up his second first time first team uh, All Pro selection. He is the only Brown on the on the first team. Correct. That's it. So I know what you're saying. Well, what about Miles? Well, remember, in the NFLPA list, Miles was on the first-team All-Pro and Micah Parsons was not. It's inverted here. Nick Bosa is the constant on both. Uh, this time, Miles is second-team, according to the uh, pro football writers. Micah Parsons is first-team, according to this. So this would be the fourth All-Pro nod for Miles. He's got two first-teams. This would be his second, second-team All-Pro nod. It wasn't particularly close according to the voting, uh, between Miles and Parsons uh, for that second spot. Nevertheless, big-time congratulations to being named an All-Pro for the fourth time for Miles Garrett.
2: Miles, outstanding. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Micah Parsons has been a game wrecker since day one as well. Yeah. That's a tough call. I mean, brutal, you total, know, brutal call. we talk about needing three wide receivers on the ballot. <laughs> three edge rushers sure sounds a lot better than – Yeah. Three or four linebackers. So, and this
1: is the thing that they did right. I think the the AP team did this right in that they did three wide receivers on the first team. Remember, there are only two on the NFLPA. They just had Jefferson and uh, and Adams. Uh, this one has three, so they have Tyree Kill. So, offensively, they reflect how the game is being played offensively, but defensively, they do not. There are three linebackers on this team, Fred Warner, Roquan Smith, those are both holdovers from the NFLPA team, also Matt Milano of Buffalo. So they are not setting up in a traditional nickel. I think they could have done what you suggested where you have three edge guys or at the very you should have either three corners or three safeties. It doesn't make any sense to me to have three linebackers. How many teams play I mean, what was he saying earlier this week? Like there were how many instances we play like 30% of the of the game in base. And we're yep. one of the heaviest teams to play base. And it's like only 30% of what we do. This team to me should probably reflect that a little closer uh, to that. Uh, Nick Bosa makes the first team as well. He'd probably be the NFL defensive player of the year. It feels like it's trending in that way. Um, this would be his second consecutive, well, his first all pro nod. For well,
2: and it goes back to what you were talking about, this the reflecting the game. You know, yeah. only one running back per team. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, first team. Nick Chubb, second team. Yep. And ahead of Derrick Henry. Yeah, it's a
1: big moment for Nick Chubb. Yeah, It's a tough spot. There's only one who make it on the first team. He's the second team. It's the first time he's been named an All-Pro. And a very, very hearty congratulations for him because that's absolutely awesome stuff to be named um, uh, an All-Pro. Lamar Jackson, how about this? Posted the update to his injury status yesterday on... Twitter saying his knee remains unstable. He's officially out for Sunday's game against the Bengals. I think this is a reaction to the fact that John Harbaugh seems almost flabbergasted by the questions of Lamar Jackson and when he's going to play. And it almost has created this perception that maybe Lamar is sitting out because he doesn't have a contract. And Lamar wanted to answer that personally, so he did yesterday on Twitter. But all is not right in Baltimore. I'm sorry.
2: I think there is more to that. I'm. It's not being handled well, I think, by either side. Thank you, everyone, for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I'm in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade 2 sprain, borderline of a strain 3. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful that we have a chance. I don't know if that's how you wanted to end that, but. Doesn't seem like it. Uh, if I'm your teammate, I, I have questions, and I'm not sure that you're the guy to lead me going forward. Yeah. I no. mean, you missed nine games, 10 games in the last two years, all in December? Yeah. Not great.
1: No, not. Um, do you want to go to Batonio now, or do you want to do? Do we want to give this update? We give this update, Mike Williams. We got over unders coming. Where, where, where do you want to go? Do we have, do we have time for Joel? Uh, we, here? Have time. All right, we have time. We, we have all right, plenty just of time. want to check with you. You're the head oh, yeah. show. No, no, no. We um, got time. All right. So Mike Williams out Saturday. Good job. To you, Brandon Staley. Why are you playing him in a meaningless game in Denver when you could do nothing to improve your standing?
2: Hold on. There's additional information oh, no. coming uh, from Schefter. Mike Williams has a small non-surgical <sighs> fracture. <sighs> In his back, expected to sideline him two to three weeks, barring a Super Bowl run, Williams' season likely over. What were you what doing? What were you doing, man? What were you doing? By the way, that guy hasn't been healthy all
1: season. No, he hasn't. So why playing in a meaningless it? You game? Could do n- they they could not do anything to improve their standing. Nothing. <laughs> They're going to Jacksonville or Tennessee, regardless of what happened in that game. I would not be surprised if Jacksonville beats him again. I would not be. Um, All right, let's head back to locker room clean-out day and a conversation with our first team, all-pro left guard, Joel Batonio.
3: I know we've asked you a lot about over the last six weeks about adjusting to Deshaun and everything. What can you take now that you've had that six weeks in totality? What is the biggest thing that you feel like next year, you know, really is important to uh to to do to maximize what he
4: can do yeah i think we saw glimpses of what we can be with his you know ability to improvise ability to make the big pass when we need to get out of sacks um also like opens up you know the run game for nick. So i think the last couple of weeks like we haven't given him like as much but his efficiency has been a lot better um run and pass for nick um so you see all those things where it's like hey the goal is like to maximize our offense for everybody in it. You know what I mean? And if that's spreading them out and letting Nick run in six seven man boxes instead of eight or nine man boxes, um, I think it's a big advantage for us. And I think you saw glimpses of, of what we can do second half of Washington, some of those touchdown drives we had um, yesterday. And obviously there's things we need to work on. You know, I think we have to understand, you know, the scramble drill a little bit better. We have to understand our, um, you know, our protection, how he's gonna move her out the pocket, things like that. But I think you saw glimpses of what could be good.
1: Joel, did it feel like two seasons in one, and was that shift from Jacoby
2: to Deshaun maybe tougher than
4: you imagined? Um, I don't know about two seasons in one, but there was definitely a distinct, you know, difference in it. You know, you, know, um, you play with a guy like Jacoby who uh, was kind of the starting quarterback, really, from, you know, start of camp, just the, the reps he got and, and all the things that, that he got, and then Deshaun comes in and we understand, you know, how talented of a player he is. Um, and so there's, but different styles of play, you know, so the offense had to figure that out. And I think we're still figuring that out, but I think we got six games under our belt of what can work, what can't work, what we need to do better. Um, and it's something that we're all gonna have, you know, all off season to, to really figure out.
5: So, uh, so your eight season, or nine season, seven of them, eight with, with losing records. How do, you, how do you process that and just keep, okay, make sure you we know?
4: yeah. are Um, I really take it one year at a time. Um, You know, that's my overall record, and and you look back on it, there's been a lot less successful seasons than successful seasons. But for me, you know, I'll look at um, big picture for myself, like what I want to do to get better, how I want to, you know, um, take that next step in my game because I think there's always room to improve. Um, And then big picture thing, like what can we do for this team next year? You know, I don't really look back on 2016 or 17, you know, that that's really gonna affect us this year. So it, it's tough, you know, you'd rather win games than lose games and and I wanna win. Um, you know, it's finish my career out with, with some winning records would be would be great. So that's that's kinda um, you know my process on that. And
6: Joey talked about it. Um, what do you envision the offense looking like next year? Right? You said it started to transition. So like how do you think it's gonna look
4: um I think you're gonna see more um, early down passing, more you know, spread um, approaches, and that doesn't mean we're not going to run the ball or get the ball in Nick's hand because he's, you know, one of our best playmakers, if not our best. Um, but you're going to see things like that, you know. I, I, I think, and, it, and if it's working to our level, you're going to have a lot less third and longs. So you're going to have, you know, second and shorts or third and shorts that are a lot more convertible than those third and longs. You know, um, I think it's just an efficient way to do things, and I think. I think you know as an line, we want to protect better than we did yesterday and we want the ball out of Deshaun's hand you know quicker as well so it's just a combination of things it's um it's one of those things but you're gonna see that spread you're gonna see still take shots on play action you're gonna still see um you know a few of our touchdowns have been off of play action passes and stuff like that with Deshaun so they're they're all still capable we're still able to run the ball and bully people you know at the end of the day it'd be great if you get them in six-man boxes and then we could run the ball with Nick because you know, I think he'll be even more dangerous if we do that. to get to take an
6: adjustment mentally. Is an offensive lineman that maybe it's going to be pass pro early, and you got to do that more.
4: Yeah, and I think for us though, mostly is like you just have to mentality that the play could last forever, and no matter what you say, there's always that like little clock in your head where it's like, oh, okay, I've blocked long enough here, and mm-hmm. with Deshaun it doesn't seem like it's ever long enough because he's trying to make a big play.
3: I yeah. know injuries happen, you know, during the course of the season, but especially you know when you're that in the offensive line spot. But you know, you guys it was always you know, if it wasn't Ethan it was Jack, if it wasn't Jack it was why somebody was seemed to always be you know, battling yeah. something. How much did that kind of takes a little bit away from being able to to get the continuity you needed up there?
4: Yeah, it's um, it's a major part of it. You know, and the fortunate part is they happen. You know, you get rolled up on, you get guys flying into the side of your legs. Um, things that you really can't control a lot of the time um, so you have to get used to it but it did affect us you know I thought we were rolling pretty good Poe ended up getting hurt really affected us Wyatt obviously was um, you know a little banged up throughout the year and, and that was something that we had a had to try and overcome um, I do think coach Callahan does a good job of getting guys ready to play you know for those those streaks of time um, it's something we obviously want to be healthy because I think when we have our five guys out there and we're we're healthy, we can, we can be a pretty dang good O-line.
5: As you close the book on the season, is it, a, is it a different disappointment or hurt because you guys are talented?
4: Yes. Um, it's disappointing. It's hard for me to explain. It sounds like an excuse, but the NFL is such a close game business. You know what I mean? Every game's meant to be close. Um, if you look back on the season, like there's four games, five games that you're like, even if we flip two or three of those, it's like, we're sitting at 10 wins, and you're in the playoffs. And that's something um big back on, but you have to figure out why you aren't executing in those moments. Um, and, you know, I thought about it a lot, honestly. Like, what, what's happening in those moments? And it's like, you just have to figure out a way to do it. I think once you start doing it, it just happens. And um, then you're going to turn, you know, into a you know, consistent winner. You guys had the playoffs
3: here in 2020, and I know 2020 was – its own separate thing, almost, entity as it, a as season. But are you a little disappointed that that wasn't the start, you know, that getting that, you know, getting that taste of it, you know, 11 wins and all that wasn't, didn't have a longer, you know, a longer shelf life in terms of what it did for the, for the organization? Yeah,
4: it was frustrating. I thought we were, you know, it's never easy enough, but I thought that was going to, you know, take us to that level of, uh, we're a playoff team every year, we're gonna try and compete for the AFC um, North every year and, and see where we're at. And it didn't happen, you know, um, the last two years, but I do have faith that we have, you know, the right core of players, the right coach, I, you know, um, to, to make that job and, and to take us to that level.
6: Um, it kind of follows what Chris and Jeff were asking, but, um, it sounds like you've taken the season harder. Is that, is that, true is that just because you're been around longer
4: you know I, I hate using the word but I'm getting older you know I'm getting older and you don't know how many years you have left playing I'm not in your two or three where it's like hey I, I got a lot of time left so it um, it's one of those things where I want to win like everybody wants to win but you put in the work you, you play this game obviously there's you know we get paid a lot of money we uh, it, you know it's a dream to play this game to just even have the opportunity to play it but at the end of the day, we all want to win a Super Bowl, and like, you feel like a little bit of your career is you know empty if you don't have that opportunity. So, you know, you run out of time eventually.
3: Kind of, kind of off of that. I mean, you played with Joe, and Joe is of, of his generation, maybe the great, the best luck tackle. Do you kind of look at him and say, you get all of this, but you know, I I don't want to. You know, obviously you want the the personal, but but you know, yeah, you want. I mean, does that kind of
4: yeah I've talked to Joe a bunch um you know we talk all the time and and we'll text back and forth or or, or say stuff to to each other about things and and um yeah, I think that's his biggest realization like he did everything in his power and it wasn't enough you know and that frustrated him you know towards the end of his career and obviously the end of his career was really rebuilding for us um as a franchise so that was definitely a frustrating point and you know I think we're we're hopefully going to get to the point where at the end of my career, we're going to be competing for things. So hopefully we have some time, but he's definitely been frustrated by that throughout his career.
6: How much do you guys talk about the inability to, to make the big plays at the critical times? I mean, you just said you kind of break it down yourself. Do you think a lot of guys are trying to look for the solution themselves?
4: Yeah, I think, um, you know, if you're a competitor and, and you, you want to win, you're going to look, why, why do we not win this game, you know? And so that's something that we, uh, we all talked about and thought about. And there was a discussion point with Kevin as well, you know, just, you know, you look back on the season as a whole. Like, what didn't we do, you know, well enough in those situations? All
1: right, coming up next, Z will join us as we do a little game we like to call over or under. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns
0: Daily, brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: And welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Time for a little segment we like to refer to as over or under. Yeah. Oh, baby. Oh, it's exciting. And here's the deal here, kids. Uh, we have a culmination of a regular season. And so, standings updated through the regular season. Last week, we had a tight, tight horse tight. race. Um, This was affirmed in Alidar. Z had a one-game lead over the Hoff going into last weekend and a three-game lead over Gibbe going into last weekend. Coming out of last weekend, we have a change in the guard and in the order. Well, I don't know about that. Oh, I do. What? The Hoff went one- And four. Yes, yes. And goes from second place, just a game behind Gibbe, to third place, three games behind Gibbe. Gibbe, a robust four and one week for the Gibbe. He has now thrust himself into second place, forty four and forty one. Sakura, Steady. Three and two. That's right. And has improved your lead from 1 to down 2 over Gibbe. You are 46 and Wait, I, I feel like
2: I should have gained a game.
1: You gained games You did. You on, were down 3. You were down 3. You're now down 2. Okay. You were down 2 from the Hoff. You now lead the Hoff by 1. You did gain. Yeah, Gibbe. A- You're doing just fine. Um, I can confirm to you that the Hoff, as heard on the Joe Thomas Hour of the Program on Monday... Um, is not pleased by his current standing and disappointed himself, as disappointed as he's ever been. There is talk that even when he is elected in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, if he were to lose to you in over-unders, Gibby, he would not accept and say, I am not worthy. That is being bandied about.
2: It feels right. I will make a trip down to Canton every week and just to put a little note, a post-it note next to his placard that says, <laughs> but lost to Gibby in over-unders in 2022.
1: I mean,
7: he's staring that right in the face now.
1: Have you guys... It's. Intru- have you thought about the Hoff bust? Does he go current Hoff?
7: No, he's got to have his playing or is it playing days, days Hoff? Little salad, right, and, and a weight difference, a bit a of substantial weight. Maybe not a sharp cheekbones jawline. Not Which Hoff do you sharp. go
1: with, though? The current Hoff. The current Hoff is because a- he can pick what he wants. You sit for the bust. Yeah, but it's got to be for when you like. From when you. You think played. it'd be from where you played? Yeah. The best ones down there. The bet. I mean, Kevin Green's is unbelievable. Oh yeah, the main, the flowing the main, the flowing main of the Kevin locks. Green is unbelievable. Agreed. Um, there's some good ones down there. All right, we ready? This,
2: this is this is a big deal. This is
1: uh, this is tough. This is a whole new over. The over
2: unders or the Hoff going into the hall. Well, I mean that that's a given.
1: What um, do you have on your? You starting to cook up some things for Canton? What we're yeah, doing?
2: You know what? It, it's more there's discussion because the the league and more importantly the hall doesn't exactly give you any time frame when the knock might come like we're no, trying that's to figure the out operation that. that's and the
1: big guy's not doing it anymore
2: correct so I, I don't know what
1: I don't know what that looks like because the la- last couple of years they've started doing it at homes well because they would fly all the people in now imagine if you're one of those guys who didn't make it and they said, and then you're sitting there in a hotel room going, well, I guess no knock. I guess I just wasted a trip to a Super Bowl city. What the hell, man? So uh, you can understand how that would be the case. Yeah.
2: So I, yeah. I, I think it's it, it's interesting. There's a lot more pressure almost on that moment than there is
1: Canton in August. But that moment is also really just for Joe. Yes. Right? So like that's his.
2: But from a look, content
1: standpoint. Well, we are not going to have any damn thing to do with that moment. Like I don't think that's an we're, NFL we're, operation. We're efforting. I'm sure Should they are, part. but I don't. To me, that's NFL. NFL will handle that. They're gonna yeah. go. They'll do what they want on that. Yeah. And that'll be however they want it. And it, they will own that content, right? The Pro Football Hall of Fame, the NFL will own that content. I would think. Yeah, I'm sure. You're yeah. Right it
2: thinking. is. It's an interesting
1: it's, but situation. That is, that and, is still one why, magical moment. Yeah the the canton stuff is the celebration that's the, the that's pot. the whole hey. deal. yes that's well all of that. the I, that, parade I, we might need oh. an rv we need There's to be dealers around here
7: we, we, we need to, to be live friends. from there we need to be live from there we need to be on location well, probably friday in an RV. And monday i would say yeah
2: we will be yeah we need like, to be there. that's not going to be an issue the, the problem like just there's going, to be, going to be a lot of mayor. logistics. It is uh, it is not the easiest
1: no, that's
2: true uh, thing to work around. I I had a friend at the McKinley Hotel that would help me out every year. We were the only station outside of Sirius allowed in the official hotel yeah. of the Hall of Fame, and eventually that became frowned upon. <laughs> but we went like
1: two or three straight years when I was at Can R. So there's um they just built the new hotel is up down there. That they've got going, that's in the new Hall of Fame. I told the to Hoff, he's just got to do the Gervasi thing, man. Correct, yeah, but like where like we're going to be, we we want to be around
2: luminaries, sure. That will join us. And we'll he needs, luminaries.
1: he needs to be, um, yeah. So that'll be like the party on Saturday Hearthead. night. Yep, exactly. We'll be, yep. we'll be.
2: Can can we so not
1: have practice on What's Sunday? What's that great <laughs> country club that's down there? That's Firestone. No, well, that's uh, Akron, but there's one down here. Canton, Canton Brookside. Is that the, there, there's one that's got the ridiculous clubhouse that looks like a castle almost? I don't know. I don't know the to. clubhouse, but yeah. Ken Brookside's a Legi- very oh yeah, good. There's course. a lot of good tracks down there. Yeah. Um, all right, so that'll that'll be fun. All right, so in other words, none of that happens if he doesn't beat you in over unders. So we <sighs> no pressure as we go into the postseason. This changes dramatically, and I will say, talking to the over under committee, uh, one of the things that was there was great consternation with is how do we do this? You've got six games. Are you going to pick individual things? Are you, going to do, are you going to do it? So you do the best you can with these things. We'll see how it goes. I'm just um, sad.
7: Sacks fumbles. That's the Gibbe's Achilles heel. Did I get that out.
1: right? Is it? Or is it not? You got it.
2: That's two weeks in a row. Yeah, oh, it. God, he's he hot. It.
1: He's hot. Yep. Oh, All right.
2: boy. All right.
1: Over or under. Let's start. Zagur, oh, you are the leader. Mama. We will start with you. <laughs> now, you're right going to have you. to pay attention on these a little bit. Okay? We're going quarterback yards. Okay, total yards passing and rushing. total yards No, no. Uh let's just go we're going to go passing yards. Passing yards only. Finish. Passing yards only. What you say quarterback yards? We're going to take the Saturday and Monday games over under the Sunday games. Oh god. So you've got we got to be paying attention here, kids. So the Saturday games you're going to have Chargers, Jaguars, 49ers, Seahawks, Dallas And Bucks are the Monday nighter. Okay, so you can have those six quarterbacks, or you can take the six quarterbacks that play on Sunday. Passing yards Saturday and Monday versus Sunday quarterback passing yards.
7: Wow, this is tough. That's a great question. So the San Francisco Seattle is supposed to be played in a deluge. Is not in the, the bay. In the bay. The weather is not looking good. What you that when I they took the cap were crazy they from... Crazy flooding, all of that. Yeah. Cra- madness. Yesterday in the, uh, yeah. in the fantasy draft. Yeah. Um, I think this LA Chargers Jacks has a lot of passing. Dallas Tampa has a lot of passing. I think Cincinnati has a lot of passing. Buffalo, no. Buffalo has a lot of passing. Miami, no. And then I'm undecided on this game. If the weather was fine for SF Seattle, I'm going to go Saturday
2: and Mon- I think I'm still going to go Saturday and Monday anyway. Okay. Over. Saturday and Monday.
1: Zagura. Give it.
2: I'm taking Sunday over Saturday and Monday.
1: Under. Next! Over or under. All right, Gebe. This one to you. Total receiving yards. Tyreek Hill. Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase. Over or under. Stefan Diggs. CeeDee Lamb. And Mike Evans. Jefferson, Chase, and Hill versus Diggs, Lamb,
2: and Evans. I would take that first one if Tua was playing, but I'm taking the second one. You are the second go group
7: under Jefferson
2: yeah, I, Chase. I, I think Tyree could have a monster day if he has someone that can even get him the football.
1: He's got Skylar Thompson.
2: Yeah, I. That's why we're going the opposite direction. All right. I'm going
7: Diggs, Evans, Lamb as well. Under all of them, clear number ones. Next, over
1: or under. All right, Ziger, this one for you. NFC running back rushing yards over under AFC running back rushing yards. Running back rushing yards? Yep. Running back rushing yards. Hmm. Intriguing. Very intriguing.
7: That's tough. Uh, I'm going to go NFC. NFC. I love
1: this. He doesn't over. sound confident. Now these are like wild, it. wacky things. It has to be at this point. Yeah. Give a uh, running back rushing yards out of out of uh, NFC, AFC running back rushing yards. I will take the, running. and remember that running back. Yeah, not, not quarterback, quarterback, not quarterback, yes. not receiver, running back.
2: I will take the NFC running backs, please. Over Alex for two hundred as well. Okay.
1: Next, over
2: or under.
1: Uh, this one goes to you, Give a. Sacks, interceptions, fumbles. Oh god. I don't even know how you're going to do this. I don't either. <laughs> NFC versus AFC. Who has the most turnovers and sacks? AFC, NFC, over or under AFC sacks, interceptions, fumbles. Give it. Boy.
2: I'm I think I'm going to take the AFC based on the matchups.
7: Same. Gosh, I was hoping to get a separator right there. I was hoping he was going to throw an NFC up there. I feel like getting to go against Skylar Thompson and Huntley gives the AFC a decided advantage. Decided advantage. I think.
1: I agree. Next. Over or under. Zagura. This one to you. NFC total points versus AFC total points. (laughs) Over or under. NFC total points versus AFC total points. AFC. Under. Or Zagora. Give it? Mm, mm, mm.
2: Uh, I'm going to take the AFC total points.
1: Under for Give it. All right. That's where we stand. Those are your over unders for week one of so, the. Go ahead. Did we only had one that deferred? No. You had. We have two? Uh, Oh, no. Yeah. You guys only had one different.
7: I will be in the lead next week. You will be. Unless yeah. the
1: half goes all different the Hoff could go so the only
7: thing we have different is Saturday Sunday
1: pick different was Saturday Sunday that's it yeah everything else was the same uh the Hoff has a chance here though with you guys sticking together the Hoff could make a run at this thing yep all right um so much more to come you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: When you're on the injured list, get a little help getting back in the game. It's 1 800 Elk, Ohio for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We were having that conversation with Z. Uh, it's, it is Glenmore Country Club. That's is the it? club down in Canton. Yeah. Um, I, I've never. Uh... Never heard of it. Oh, do yourself a quick Google research on the uh, Glenmore Glenmore Country Club in Canton. That's the I think Jerry Jones had his joint there. Uh, the clubhouse alone is just stunning. It's a pretty ridiculous oh. setup. Isn't that amazing? It looks like a college. It does, yeah. We've got uh, Jack designed. uh, It's a Jack course. Uh, Matt and Talmadge with that. Uh, uh, Ms. James passing along. Glenmore as well. Um, Also giving us apparently an RV. uh, Place willing to give us an RV if we need that route. Bobby. Our boy Bobby Meckling, with this passing along, um, that if we need a home based storage facility for the hobbies, offering up his house or the whole street. Apparently, we can have the whole street. Well, block party? Yeah. He's willing to be (laughs) our uh, Chamber of Commerce ambassador for the Akron Canton area. In in all fairness,
2: that might be on par for what Joe would be. Joe would like that.
1: I'm sure someone's going to get to Joe and go, it's got to be a little bit fancier than that. (laughs) I think he would, I do think he would thrive. At the at the winery, Gervasi, because he likes a wine, he likes a good wine. Yes. He'd like that setup, I think, a little bit. Um, wow, this yeah. is crazy! Isn't that isn't that an amazing clubhouse? Stay and play, like yeah, what? pretty what? cool. Yeah, pretty cool setup down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that area. Good folks. Um, all right, we have six playoff games this weekend in Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, there are. Four games that most people think will be, I'm sorry, three games that most people think will be beatdowns, three games that most people think will be close. And by most people, I'm talking about the people in the desert. Um, Seattle at San Francisco, projected beatdown. Miami at Buffalo, projected beatdown. Cincinnati, Baltimore, projected beatdown. And then LA Chargers at Jacksonville, close. Giants at Minnesota, close. And Dallas at Tampa Bay, close. Yeah, The best one is the Monday nighter. I can't tell if it's that or Jacksonville LA. I don't know if that's gonna live up to things. You think I, Jacksonville's not ready? Are you are you sure the Chargers are ready?
2: I I I don't know if Jacksonville's ready. I mean, did you did everybody watch that game against the Titans? And you knew the Titans were gonna bring yeah. the lunch pail and it was gonna be just a punch in the mouth fest for three hours. Yeah. But like Jacksonville won the game, but it was not a
1: it was not an enjoyable game to watch i don't know that it's um i don't know that it's necessarily that that people think that that's like that i think it's more along the lines of so let's for example give what's the last impressive win that the chargers have so here's how they close the season so they close with denver in a loss where they played their guys for some of the game they beat the i mean the rams they beat the colts they beat the titans they beat the Dolphins, no Tua in that game. Uh, lost to the Raiders. Beat the Cardinals. Lost to the Chiefs by just three. Lost that. This is the thing with them as I'm going through their stuff. They don't blow anybody out, and they don't get blown out. Is the Chargers like the Chiefs and the Niners beat them by six and by three? Uh, the Raiders beat them by seven. Broncos, but they don't blow anybody out. They blow out well. They they blow out the bad teams, but they don't get run either. Uh, they didn't get beaten bad by Seattle about midway through the season. But they don't have a lot of great wins on their resume, the Chargers. There aren't. It's just It doesn't there. The best team that they beat this season, oh, my gosh. I mean, did they beat a single team that had, a like, a playoff team? A winning record? They beat the – all right. You tell me which of these are – so the Dolphins are a playoff team. Yeah. They beat them. That's it. But you put an asterisk next to that. Really? The Chargers have only beaten one playoff team. They've beaten the Raiders – Texans, us, Broncos, Falcons, Cardinals, Dolphins, Titans, Colts, Rams. Well,
2: that changes
1: things. Miami is the that only playoff my, team. My thought: Miami is the teams. only playoff team they've beaten. That's that, it. That's the list. And, and yet, they are. That's crazy. They beat one playoff team. Let's see how many Jacksonville built. Jacksonville and, beat and the yet Chargers. They couldn't find any more wins to be a better That's not coaching.
2: That goes back that's to what, that guy. Uh, that's
1: what I'm saying. Jacksonville beat the Jacksonville was two and one and then they lost five in a row. Uh, they beat the Chargers in week three thirty-eight to ten. They beat the Ravens twenty-eight uh, twenty-seven, they beat the Cowboys thirty to twenty-four. So they beat three playoff teams. They beat the Titans twice. They beat the Cowboys down the stretch. Yeah. Beat them uh, a month ago, forty yeah. to thirty-four. They beat the Titans twice, which allows them to win the division. Um, both so the, teams beat the. They've the had Raiders.
2: playoff games in the last few yeah, weeks, and they.
1: Oh gosh, they've been playing playoff football since. I don't. They've won five in a row, and they've been playing playoff football that entire time.
2: This is making me rethink everything. So which sucks. In
1: <laughs> in my morning occupation, I picked Jacksonville. Yep. And then, as as we, when we get into ours, we'll see how that all goes. You could very well be swayed. When we did the fantasy draft yesterday, though, I took Herbert, banking on him getting. Two weekends. No, I in. took Eckler, so yeah. There's that. Not ideal. It's hard for me to see. It's hard for me to see any of these other. Like Minnesota should be able to handle the Giants. That game came down to the wire a few weeks ago when I they know, played, though, I and know. that
2: was in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, Danny Dimes. You really gonna write? I mean, you're hitching your wagon to that. If you, if you're Minnesota and you can't win,
1: you might have bigger problems. I think there's two Sean Payton bowl games. I think the Chargers are a potential Sean Payton bowl game, and I think Dallas could be a Sean Payton bowl game. Yeah. If they lose to 46-year-old Tom Brady,
2: is that – all right. And then if McVeigh leaves, there's three things you're watching this weekend Yeah, for the Sean Payton bowl. Well, he can't go to the Rams. He's got to be smarter than that. That's a disaster. He's an L.A. guy. He's an L.A. guy now. I feel like that's a, that would be Jeez. on the table. If the Chargers I, I get he the Chargers wants to are to lose talented. though, like they don't have a, I mean, they're gonna lose for a while. He wants to go somewhere where there's a quarterback. Yeah. I feel I, mean, that I makes the Chargers, most Chargers
1: sense. Dallas, like that, you know, those things make sense for him. But I watch both of those gigs uh going forward. Did you see Mixon this week down in Cincinnati? We're the big dogs in the AFC. Like Cincinnati is sick of not being in that category with Buffalo and Kansas. They're reading everything that's written about them. Good. Yeah. They're reading all of it. So good. Let's let's get that Sunday nighter put to bed early. I think it's in play. Well, we don't even know about Hundley, do we? <laughs> no. I mean, he's get he was a limited participant yesterday. I haven't seen anything today on him. We no. know Lamar's obviously out, but I don't know if it if it's in even. I'm sure Hundley will give it a go, but he it's not like he was a full practice participant yesterday. Yeah, I'll have to look and yeah. see. So have get the get the smart kids on that. Um, all right, coming up next, Cade York. Boy, up and down, all of the joy of the opener, some of the lows. He got through it. How does he build off of it? You'll hear that coming up next. This the Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the nfl join the brown season ticket member waitlist today for the best chance of securing tickets for all home games and future seasons don't miss out go to cleathebrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today you have an update on hundley he says 90 percent on the arm is that right
2: yeah he says his shoulder is 90%, 90 percent 90 okay. percentile uh, but says it'll be a game time decision. There's not another option. No,
1: that's it. You're not going to the
2: I, other dude. You know what?
1: The other I, guy gave the I, the Bengals 21 points last week. Yeah,
2: th- we don't have other options. Uh, we're suiting you up, and you're going to go out there and play with the 90 percentile yep. shoulder. And it, it, it the, the quote tweet was percentile. i Yeah. I don't really. That doesn't make sense. But
1: okay, it's fine. Right, well, that's where we're at. He'll play. He'll play Sunday. It's not going to matter. No. No, shouldn't. Um, all right, let's go back to uh, locker room clean-out day. Here's our kicker, Cade York.
0: I encourage, by the way, the season ended, M.K., because the last few
5: weeks we came pretty well. Yeah, um, and that's what I was saying. That literally, I like I said, it was a little later than i like to figure it out, but last three weeks have been the best I've felt because completely got rid of focusing on technique. If there was something small and either to fix in the moment, I did it. But other than that, it was just about – honing in and trying to get tunnel vision before every time I kick the ball. Warm-up, practice, game, any time like that, um, that was my focus. And I felt like the ball was flying off the foot better than it has all year. So that's going to be my focus going forward. You know, I apologize if you were asked about this, but Mike for a lot of people have kind of gotten some heat on it. But you're right. I mean, your season went on. Obviously, Corey had a really strong mm-hmm. end of the year. Like, What's Coach Pref just meant to you this season? Preefer <laughs> is probably the smartest guy in the room. Most of the time, at least when it comes to special teams. Um, we can argue about some other stuff. But, um, especially when it comes to core guys and doing all that stuff, there's no one better to scheme it up. Um, I think there are ups and downs in the season, but I think he spoke for himself with the last like half of the season at least because I think after that we were one of the best all around in and special teams. So um, he has been gives us the space we need to work on what we need to work on and do we need to a specialists and then also does he does a great job setting up the other specialists or core special teams around us so that we can have great units not to give anything away but was there anything this year that he really you were talking about technique you're your folks focused on kind of stuff was there any one thing this year that he really kind of gave you a little change or something that he said that just really helped you not really with technique um Usually the way it works, I would be like, hey, I'm working on this. Can you watch it for me if there's something I can point out to him? Just so from an outside perspective, someone watching me, he can focus on one thing and let me know if what he sees. That was more the extent of it. Um, he, like I said, he gives us the space to work on what we need to work on, and he doesn't necessarily push too much on us because he knows when it comes to kicking punting snapping that we probably know a little bit more Mm -hmm. and that's why if he sees something he'll point it out like that we mentioned to him stuff like that
6: um when you talk about consistency when and you said you know the the approach is your main focus do you feel like that takes care of the technique any technique inconsistencies you might have
5: yeah so like i was saying the mental part of it where you're making sure that there's nothing leaking in before a kick and you're just completely locked in. When you start, yeah, if you have a couple reps where something leaking in, it can still get away, but when it's happening too much, and you might be thinking about a certain technique to like deal with the wind or something like that. Over time, like something crappy is gonna happen. And that's why I'm saying that my I got rid of that focus because I was trying so hard to be the best kicker I could be. I think me wanting that so badly, I forgot what made me so good in college, and that was locking in and just letting the body take over because naturally I'm good at what I do. Um, and that's why I said like the last two weeks, that was what I was hyper-focused on, and it felt really good. So,
1: All right, there's Cade York from Locker Room Cleanout Day. Um, need a big rebound from here? Him and we'll, big off season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. show flashes, yeah.
2: but I mean, next year it's got to be a a better year. Yeah. Like you had some highs, you had some lows. Now you know how to cook, kick in the stadiums, in the National Football League in December. Yeah. Like it, it's it, it won't be another.
1: There won't be another year, another opportunity. Yeah, uh, keep making your kicks. This from uh, you. You had mentioned this earlier about Mike Williams being out for the Chargers. Uh, Benjamin Albright tweeting this a couple hours, I and mean, he's dead on, if the Chargers lose and Brandon Staley gets let go, this will have played a major part in this, the way that he handled the last week of the regular season when they had nothing to play, absolutely nothing to play for. Right? And,
2: and going back to what you said, they beat the teams they were supposed to beat and couldn't beat anybody else with all of that talent. Yeah. And I know they've got the injury bug. I know. It. But come on now, everybody's Ravens been dinged up. Everybody else has been hurt too. What
1: do I say? They beat one playoff team this year. One, yeah. And they're in a division with you know, yeah. It's, you gotta you gotta handle your business a little bit. Yes. And there's a there's a lot of pressure. I would think in that situation and the Dallas situation. I mean, you think about what we could be. In just a couple minutes, we'll get to the picks. But like, Zeal joined for the scores. If you think about, it, could this be Brady's last game in Tampa Bay? Brady's period. last game, period. It's gonna be his last game in Tampa Bay, period. This is his last game in a Tampa Bay uniform. Sure. Um that's that's at play this weekend. The kind of the cloud overhanging in Dallas with McCarthy if if I just don't know how long Jerry think about this from Jerry's standpoint. So you got to beat a forty six year old Tom Brady. Should you win that, you'd most likely have to play San Francisco with Brock Purdy. Um and should you win that, you'd have to play Philly, most likely with Jalen Hurts. Like you're not getting a a simpler path to a Super Bowl, and that's with full respect to the defenses and everything, but a simpler quarterback path, you ain't getting. You will not have it. Will not be that advantageous again for them. So they got to go.
2: Yeah. It, th- The clock is ticking on a couple different teams here as we get ready to start this path to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, going to be fun. Going to be a very fun weekend. We will pick the games coming up next. Z rejoins for a special edition of The Scores, a super wild card edition of The Scores. That's coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballyback. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Well, we have reached that time. A little segment we like to refer to as the scores. It is hey, a attention. super wild card weekend edition of oh, baby. the scores. Um, before we get into it, before we get into last week, mm. as you look at the six-game slate... Yes. give me your one through six intrigue most to least one being your most intriguing wild card game intriguing in terms of like the ones that I'm I, interested I'm, I'm interested down. in, I'm, in. Okay. I'm watching it
7: uh, number one mm-hmm. Cowboys buccaneers number one number two okay Chargers at Jaguars okay number three. Because you grew up in the Bay Area and I hold you in high esteem. Yep. Seahawks at Niners. Okay. And number four because of all that they've dealt with. Dolphins at Bills. Number five Giants at Vikings because eh, I don't really care. Other than I'd like to see Quasi get a win. Mm-hmm. And then six least intrigue Ravens at Bengals. I've seen it too much and I what, just you, want the Bengals to yeah. win and move on.
1: You've read the book, seen read the movie, the, yeah. mm-hmm. know how it's going. What was, your, what was yours? Um, I had I had Chargers Jaguars one. Okay. That would have been my number one game, um, and then the next one would would be two Cowboys Bucks because it's the only other one. Like I, so I love Crazy, but I don't, I don't care about the Giants. Neither the Giants yeah, nor the five. Vikings feel like they're going to amount to much. Correct, right? It feels like it's for one of them. It's one and done, and then that's it. Um, so the rest of them are lopsided. And here's a little teaser for the scores. I think they probably will be.
7: Agreed. Lopsided. I think there is some intrigue in seeing Brock Purdy, like, okay, it's all been fine and dandy, but now this is the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I was talking to um, Sam Monson, hmm. PFF, yeah. yesterday about Brock Purdy. And he was saying that um, Brock Purdy's, in terms of in like dangerous throws that he has to make per game, it's less than 2%. In other words... He is just doing exactly what Kyle is telling him to do and that the scheme is putting people so wide open that he, on 98% of his throws, there's no danger. It's just safe, yeah. I mean, just wrap your head around that. So the, the gangster, the previous, what do you mean? Well, I know, I think he's the only true genius in the NFL. Hot seat. And so the, there was a, I can't remember the example he gave, but there was somebody else who was a full percentage point more that held like the previous record for that stretch of games on least dangerous throws yeah. ever thrown, and he was a full percentage point less than them. So the the question then becomes: At some point in the playoffs, you're going to have to make dangerous, big time throws. Can he do it? Can he do it? That's what we'll find out. Yeah. And th- the way that they're playing, will they ever be in a position where that hand is faced is forced? It's clearly in the Super Bowl they will. I would think they would be in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. But I think they're so good because who do they get if they if they win? Do they? I'm trying to remember. Do they re-bracket based on seeding, or do you just stay so the your bracket? Bucks? It's re-seed. They play the lowest
7: remaining seed. Well, second lowest,
1: right? Because the Eagles would get
7: the lowest. They would play the second lowest remaining seed.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. So that theoretically could be in the NFC. The Niners could play. For it's, example, like if the Bucks were to win, they would play. They would play the Bucks because the Bucks are the highest. Would be the highest remaining seed going. No. 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 Vikings would be. If the Vikings win the Vikings win, they'll play the Vikings. Vikings. If If the the Giants win,
7: they'll play the winner of the Cowboys box.
1: Can you imagine that that offensive line in Tampa Bay trying to deal with the Eagles? No, they're getting a hundred sacks. Yeah. I mean, for the Niners, if you think
7: about your path to be Seahawks at home, Vikings at home,
1: that feels pretty good. Yeah. Sure does. Feels pretty good. Yeah, and honestly, for Philly, it isn't hard either. No, I mean, that that you we all just want to see that NFC Championship game, Philly in San Francisco. That's when it's going to be.
7: The AFC is where it's more interesting because whoever comes out of that Jags Chargers game, like the Chargers have taken it to the Chiefs. They've been frisky. in a position to win, and the, the Herbert's dangerous. I think they would be Lawrence much more frisky than the, than uh, than the, the Jaguars. Okay. I think the
1: moment would be a lot for Jacksonville. For the char- from Herbert and the Chargers, they, they're so used to Arrowhead and all of that. Yes. They played in those big moments. I, th- I think that they could hang just fine. Yeah. To me, it's just a matter of can the Chargers... I don't know that... The- well, we'll get into it when we make the scores, but it's a nervy... That's a little nervy, that one. Agreed. Yeah. Thank you,
7: Oh, Before we get what to What did that, we do
2: last week? Well, what did we do? What, what we didn't do? we
7: do? Uh, we both won 10 games, 10 and 6. As we talked about, there were only a couple that we both missed uh, on the day, which is... A remarkable testament. Thank you, Dallas. Thank, thank you, Seattle. Thank you, Green Bay. And unfortunately, thank you to the Browns. But other than that, pretty
1: darn locked in, you and I. I would have bet almost anything if it were if, if, if I were inclined to do so that the Packers would take care of the Lions. That was the one last week that was the most absurd, that they wouldn't handle Losing. their business. It wouldn't
7: have shocked me to say that they won 24-21 yeah, per se, and like, that the Lions still would have gotten inside. On. But to, to lose outright was stunning.
1: Yeah. That's that was brutal. That. I mean, the Dallas one was too awful. I mean, favored they, by seven and gets you get drilled. Drilled. Yeah, that's a tough one to, to yeah. sort out, to say the least. When you still had stuff
2: to play for at that point.
1: Yeah. These no, are sure. the, what
2: did, where did we end up? Where are we
7: in the regular season? Uh, we are both forty-four games over five hundred, which is it's insane how we have we have gone
1: plus forty-four. Yeah. Is that the all-time regular season record? Or no. The first year we the, were. I'll have to look 50? on the first year. First year, I think. I, I don't like think. I don't think year. we ever
7: had a combined a combined eighty eight. No,
1: no, that has to be the record. Yeah, you had one. The where first year, like, I was like fifty like absurd. Yeah, and I was. But I was. you I, I wasn't far off. I feel like no. I was in the thirties. Here, hold on. You want me to look, yeah. look right now? I can put it up. on, man.
7: got a
5: minute.
1: We have a minute to pull so that up. So eighty eight over, 88 picking over. every one of them. So eighteen was the first year. There it is. Yeah. So this. See, that's wh- why you love Excel. Look how quickly you got to that. Yeah. Talked about the. So
7: eighty eight. Ended the regular season at a uh, forty-eight mm-hmm. and thirty-six. So, by my math, that feels like exactly the same. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Really? Is that right? No, forty-four and forty-four is eighty-eight. This is eighty-four. That's 84. eighty-four.
1: So this is the new record. We went. We
7: both went three-zero and one in the wild card. One and three, two and two in the divisional round. Uh, we both went one and one in the championship round. So okay. middling, really from there. Yeah, um, yeah. So, that so was we're it. yeah we're that's no, it. no this so is, this, the is, the this, is the this is the old regular. This is the
1: news. The new new standard. The standard is the standard, 88. and it's eighty eight. Yeah, eighty eight miles an hour, Marty. Yeah, like we did. But here's Pretty the thing. Pretty sure that's what we we're thing. doing
7: on the bus coming home. Here's the thing. We did great in 2022. Uh huh. We need to be better in 2023.
1: Got to. We got to be better, even though incentivized. No, no more incentive, just a just desire, desire and hunger yes. to do more. To based on you, the this. audience's appreciation of it, yes. and helping them, and helping them. Yep, that's right. All right,
2: let's go give it. A- totally agree. Let's get down it's
7: to totally it. Super
2: wild card
7: <laughs> weekend. I hate these games. This would be very hard if I was <clears throat> able to do so. <clears throat> deciding which games I would invest on because monstrous home favorites, and it just—it's uh, scary. Scary in the class. well but anyway
2: it all kicks off saturday 4 30 on fox it is the 49ers hosting the seattle seahawks the seahawks back their way in they won they need a little help they got a little help from the detroit lions uh pedro hey. not pedro lead us off here i mean
7: it's gotta be right especially if the weather's bad It all
0: nerd
7: I, I, <laughs> spumoni Huge huge, huge, huge Niners. Niners 80, <clears throat> Seahawks 9.
1: Yeah, the what San Francisco has done since Purdy has been in the mix is uh, nothing short of remarkable. Agreed. Uh, they have not lost with him. Um, he has handled all of the business. Their defense is just dominant. They have scored over 30. Um, in every game since Purdy's been the quarterback, 33, Jeez. 30. No, they won Seattle. They, Seattle at Seattle was 21, 13, 33, 35, 21, 37, 37, 38. That's the stretch. Um, it's not only do they do that, they usually cover, handle their business. There's only one time they haven't covered in that stretch. It was against yeah. the Raiders, uh, in Vegas where they came back and, and won 37, won. To 34. Yep. Um, I just think they're absolutely humming. I was trying to think what this would be that would make me go the other way on the scores, and it would have to be closer to like probably like thirteen, honestly. Um, I like the 49ers, thirty one to seventeen.
7: So Sunday this is Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Ninety seven percent chance of rain at the stadium, fifty eight degrees, so it's gonna be raining literally all day. In yeah. Beautiful San Jose. Yeah. yeah. I mean they've had it's crazy there, I mean, you know. Night, the whole uh, count the state is. Yeah. You know, floods, and nuts. Floods, yeah.
2: Saturday night foosball in mid-January, kids. And it's a big one. Uh, AFC South champion Jacksonville Jaguars playing host to the 10-7 and 7 Los Angeles Chargers.
7: Give is backing the Chargers,
2: for the record, in case people
1: I are know. wondering out there. Where that is. Well, based on our fantasy draft from yesterday, you and I both need to back the Chargers a little bit. In fact, you would say that based on me drafting Justin Herbert, a big brain on you, bud. If that were the case in that draft we did yesterday that I would very clearly pick the Chargers here uh, I think this is they they are the one team in this league parts don't equal the sum it's it at Jacksonville Jacksonville's riding high they're gonna be all excited about it <sighs> for God's sakes Brandon I mean you have Justin on, Herbert and those weapons just win the game by a field
7: goal they have the AFC special teams player of the month Cameron Dicker the kicker
1: yeah I like the Chargers. Close. Close. 37 34.
7: Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Come on. Bosa. James. Live! Live. Let, Let them a little play to their
1: part. Play to their strengths. Let them live. Man. Chargers.
7: 1,764. Oh god. 764.
6: Oh boy.
1: Jacks. 1,000. Oh no. Seven hundred and sixty-three. Oh, I like that. I was so close. Same but different. Was so tempted. <laughs> so tempted. <laughs> Honestly, if it was, if it's three, I would have gone that way. Maybe
7: by kick it will be. Maybe. Yeah. It's moving that
1: way. Yeah. Sunday,
2: a nice little triple header. By the way, sneaky great day to go have a little Sunday fun day with Monday being a holiday. Oh, that's right. Sure, yeah, sure. you have yourself Rated a nice inside. little, nice sure, little day sure. on you're Sunday safe, if you'd like. Oh,
1: you say cocktail it up?
2: It kicks Second off at, Saturday. Yeah, kicks off at one o'clock on Sunday. It'll be Nance. It'll be Romo. The Bills playing host to the Miami Dolphins. Nathan Zagura. Same. There's, Huge. Nobody
1: ram it. There's, there's, nobody circles the there wagon. There isn't.
7: I don't know what I mean, number was Skyler Thompson. It feels like
1: thirty-four to seven. Or 34 to 14. or I mean, I, it'd have to be like 17 and a half to yep. consider. I mean, yep. it, it's got to be so far. I just, magical Buffalo. I mean, can you imagine if DeMar Hamlin shows up at this game, which feels like it's in play? It feels like it's in play. Absolutely. Oh it, it feels like the Miami
7: should have no problem knocking on the back door. You're get a, you down 20. Yeah, Get one nonsense. easy to, like, sky, you know, yeah. Tyree kill or you're down, you know, uh, who knows, 17, whatever, and you throw a little something at the end of waddle or Hill but I just have no confidence in it, and I feel like the I don't
2: want to mess with their destiny.
1: Yeah, same.
2: Bills. The middle game on Sunday features the Minnesota Vikings, 13-4. and four. The differential in the negative, <laughs> playing host to the New York football Giants, who they just beat a few weeks ago. The Giants do not fear the Minnesota Vikings. I will definitely tell you that. Nathan Zagura, kick us off.
7: The Vikings have almost gone from being significantly overrated to all of a sudden it's like a foregone conclusion they're going to lose the worst 13 team in history. And I think they can use that as a motivating factor. I mean, the fact of the matter is this is a game played by people in the skill positions, and I would venture to say that the best skill positions reside with... Minnesota, I mean... Well, they have Justin Jefferson. Saquon Barkley probably would start for them over Dalvin Cook, but maybe not. I mean, Dalvin Cook's... That's negligible. I I mean, Dalvin Cook's been unbelievable. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is going to be strictly on the Minnesota Vikings side. Quarterback, wide receivers, tight end, all of it. Yes, Bo. Mr. Bishop.
1: Where do the Vikings play?
7: In a dome. Yep. And that's where Kirk Cousins is a really good... Vikings! (sighs) On a Greg Joseph field goal. Late, oh gosh, just to run it up, thirty nine oh.
1: twelve. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean we did MVD daily, so this is yeah, they're near dear near to dear. To my heart for yep. years. Cole. Um, yeah, Cole, all of it, Mall um, of America, we thrive there. Um, yeah, I I think the Vikings too. Um, although this is the, um, the the Giants are the. Five or the six? They're the six, right? And the sixes of all one. They've all won, yes. yeah. but I mean, so they, are the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. Well, that ain't it. So, I like uh, I like the Vikings as well. Samezies. Sunday night foosball. It is the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens.
2: I don't like that we're repeating games. Miami, Buffalo, all of them. them. Every single Baltimore. Every single like, one of
7: these is a rematch. They've all played. Yeah, they've but all played I mean, like this the week year. before rematch. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah.
2: That, that directly. Yeah. yeah. Bengals Ravens to wrap up Sunday in the triple
1: header uh Bishop the I mean we we just saw this and I think that you've got a little bit of chaos in Baltimore. I know they have great culture, but I think they're hanging on by a thread in that standpoint. Cincinnati is chip on the shoulder based on the fact that they're going to have to go to Buffalo next week. Yeah. Um I think they go lights out. I like them big in this one. They feel like they own Baltimore anyway. 35-14.
7: Ravens have a little bit of pride. There's a little
1: something to that franchise.
7: There. Bengals 39. Well, not, oh, can't, that wouldn't happen.
1: Bengals too high, too high. Bring it back. 27. <laughs> Ravens 20. These two teams have played twice. They played in Baltimore, and Cincinnati won 19 to 17 early in the season. That'd with be, Lamar, be with Lamar. And then last weekend uh, at Cincinnati, it was 27 to 16. Yep. Final one Monday night football. That was with
7: not Huntley. Those First time
2: in NFL history a Monday nighter close to close out wild card a, weekend. Quite. Can I interest you in Tampa Bay and the Dallas Cowboys this live monster from monster numbers. Warm, sunny, but it'll be nighttime, Tampa Bay, Florida.
7: Monster numbers here. You can interest as uh, a girl? Yeah. Look. I thought this game was in Dallas, which is and yesterday's Yesterday. program yep. when I thought it was After a you 7. Fought
2: me all season that they shouldn't get to read. They shouldn't. They, they won their division. There's something to be very proud of. At eight and nine.
7: Tom Brady, home dog. Yep. In the playoffs. Dak
1: struggling, struggling,
7: throwing interceptions. Twenty-six
1: to six last week at the commies.
7: Twenty-six to six. Mm-hmm. Jerry saying, "Don't worry, Jarrah. Mike McCarthy, you're fine." Jera. Jarrah. Jarrah. <sighs>
0: mm.
1: Bucks win it outright. How do they block him? How do they block he's him? Gonna get it out quick. He's gonna, he's gonna have to. Um, uh, I'm trusting Dak and McCarthy. Those humans. On the those road. humans on the road.
7: Uh, the tough one. That's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it's brutal. Uh. I'll go boys by three. Boys by three, they did it. The end of Brady in Tampa. He's off to San Francisco next year, or the Raiders. So
7: we got three differences. Yeah, yes. it's all right. It all works out. I don't like that.
1: Tough, tough week. Tough week. It'd be, tough very, weekend. Very It'd be very tough weekend. Very, very, week. very careful out there. Very. Careful. Uh, speaking of the weekend, it is a long weekend for us. Yes, so it we is. are off on Monday. We will return on Tuesday. Z is on holiday. Be chasing that small ball around. Chase it around in the warm sun. The new era for
7: Miss
0: K,
1: be... K kicks off next week as well. I miss her. I'm, I do tremendously. Too. Yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's, it's a ray of sunshine, right? And through. we need that. And I. It, and oftentimes it was the only one on some of these days. Um, so we're back on Tuesday. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns daily brought to you by Bet on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.